winning. Finding winners. That you may get bored with winning. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, you might get bored of winning. I never get bored of winning. It doesn't happen very often. That's why I don't get <laughs> bored. But I, I have been finding winners thanks to Fred Hastings and our next guest, Tim Newbold, joining us. Uh, looking for a massive night at Winnie Park, of course, as we really start to ramp up this Golden Easter Egg Carnival. Mate, how are you? Yeah, g'day, boys. Uh, yeah, going really well. We, uh, we're aiming up for Golden Easter Egg Peak Night, take two tomorrow night. Uh, and we've got a few additions to the original heats drawn last Saturday night uh, with a few Victorians coming up, which couldn't come for the first week. So, yeah, it's a, it's a crackerjack uh, night of racing all the way through the evening. We've got the big gun in Australian Greyhound Racing. So, yeah, looking forward to getting there uh, tomorrow you, night for all of the action. Do you find, Timmy, because uh, of tonight we get such a diverse range of chases across the card that, look, don't get me wrong, the finals are good and the semis are good, but I always find heat night, whatever particular uh, event it is, whether it be here for the Easter egg, million-dollar chase heats, et cetera, et cetera, I just find them more appealing because you're just getting so many more uh, form lines roll into it. Yeah, when you really look at it as a whole, Dave, you know, when, whenever you've got yeah, a million-dollar chase semi-final night or golden Easter egg heat night, you've got ten, eight or ten great races all the way through the evening yeah. where on those semi-final and final nights you might only have the two or three big races uh, so as far as a purist greyhound follower is concerned those heat nights and semi-final nights are probably the best night of racing but in saying that golden easter egg night is a, is a beauty because they actually uh, cater the, the, the program where a number of feature races run over the carnival or um, conclude on, on Easter Egg final night. You've got the Association Cup at Group 1 level. You've got the new sensation, all of the young dogs coming through. You've got uh, the Ultra Sense, which effectively is a bit of a, you know, golden Easter Egg sort of consolation. A, a lot of the, 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 the lower-ranked dogs, which didn't get through uh, the series, back up in that. You've got the Amber Soli, which is the actual consolation of the golden Easter Egg. And so all in all, the Golden Easter Egg night is a great night due to what, the way they programmed the carnival. They, they changed it oh, probably seven or eight years ago now and they've kept it that way and it's a ripping night. So, But I can see what you're saying. Those peak nights are generally right across the board, you know, fantastic nights of racing because you get all the big guns, you know, stepping out in the heat. Timmy, uh, morning to you. 11 races and uh, 10 heats. We've got in the last heat, Zipping Kyrgios, um, 29.37, his best time at the track. Drawn box five. How do you see that race playing out for him uh, off the squeeze? Yeah, I think he's in a little bit of a tr- uh, trouble, Luke, uh, due to the draw. Uh, the greyhound on his outside is a brilliant beginner. He's been racing over 400 metres, high speed. Uh, uh, the greyhound in the seven, seven will be charging over. Uh, got plenty of pace underneath him, underneath him in three and four. And, over, and in one, it's a real speed race. And listeners probably know what he's capable of because we've chatted about him a, a number of times, but he's not great out of the boxes. And, mm. and he, he takes a little while to wind up, basically, at the winning post through the first turn into the back straight. That's where he really gets rolling. So the way I'm reading that, Ray, he could be in a world of pain after 20 or 30 metres. I don't know where on earth he's going to settle in the race. If he happened to walk out, then find the rails through the first turn and, and they fend. Um, he's the strongest dog in the race. Uh, they'd want to be looking out for him, but 
the way uh, the box draws fallen for him, I just don't know where he's going to be. And, and, and you know, if he happened to come out one night in his life, I'd mm. hate to think what he'd run on the on the uh, clock because he's, he's a very very quick animal. But yeah, I think he's got his work cut out tomorrow night. I reckon if he nearly did jump, he he could he could give the record a shake. I'm not saying he'd break it or anything. I mean the record. It's uh, it's crazy that time, but. He's, um, as you said, a flying machine. Mate, uh, what do you actually like on the program? Can we have a bet? Yeah, I'm keen on race seven, uh, number six, Fernando Bluey. Uh, he's a very, very talented young Victorian greyhound coming through the ranks, and he was outstanding when he finished runner-up in the Australian Cup recently. It took Tommy Shelby to probably produce the run of his career to run him down and nail him right on the wire in the Australian Cup. Um, he's only fairly lightly raced. He's won 17 of 31 overall, so he knows how to find the line. And he's just a brilliant beginner, Luke. High speed. I love him drawn in the middle of the track, particularly at Whipworth Park. I love speed greyhounds drawn in the middle at wedding. He's got a wide runner on his outside, a pacey railer underneath him. Uh, If he begins like he generally does, to me, he'll just rush to the top and he'll run 29.5 around Woodworth Park. He has trialled at the track, not an overall 5.20 trial, but he did go box to box. And I'm, I'm told he did go really quick, the figures which they did mention. So if he does run up to that trial and run up to those early sections and mid-race sections, he will lead and I think he'll be getting the money. Uh, that's race seven, Greyhound six, uh, which is Fernando Bluey. And my other good thing, I'm keen on race 10, number one, Fire Ledger. For Mark Maroney, uh, he's a case for the inside, and he's drawn box one. Uh, he's got a greyhound on his outside, which hasn't got a great deal of early pace. He's been over 600 metres in recent weeks. Greyhound in box number three is a wider runner. So with a clean getaway, he's going to get all the room to move to drive up on the rails where he does want to be. And if he can get to the top through the first turn, he can run around 29.7, 29.8. He can probably go quicker than that on a really quick track. Um there's plenty of pace drawn wide out, which will be coming across. But even if he parked behind one of those likely leaders in Aston Zodak or Coast Model, I think he could nearly run one of them down. And I think he's just drawn to win on Saturday night. So race 10, number one, fire legend, uh, the other good thing. Beautiful, Timmy. Uh, what are your quality numbers there tomorrow night for Golden Easter Egg Heat Night? Okay, race five, we're kicking it off. Three, eight and four. Three, eight and four in race five. Now, race six, seven, Tommy Shelby. Now, we've got to wait till tomorrow morning to know whether he goes around because uh, trainer Steve Withers put out a tweet the other day, a couple of days ago, saying uh, he's no moral to start uh, and we'll see what uh, transpires in the next few days and we'll make a final decision on Saturday morning. So we'll just uh, have to wait and see whether he does go around. I've got thinking that he will. Uh, but seven, Tommy Shelby, five, seen around Great roughy, around $12, $14. He could lead, and if there were any dramas, pinch it. And throwing eight, Vicky's queen. Seven, five, and eight in race six. Uh, race seven, the third leg. I'm keen on Fernando Bluey, number six. Got to throw in number five, Curious Motion. She's been good to us in the past, and she's $15. Um, if Fernando Bluey didn't begin, and Curious Motion did, and she found the top, she'd be awfully hard to beat. So we've got to play a bit of an insurance there. Six and five in the seventh race. And race eight, we're going to come home with four and one only. Four shimmer shine. Everyone who follows Greyhound Racing knows what he's capable of. He's 
probably, arguably, the best greyhound in the country, number four, Shimmershine, and throwing in number one on the rock. I think she's a great chance of leading this race. She's got high speed, and if she got away mid-race, she'd run a really, really cheeky one. Four and one to bring us home in the quaddy. Uh, 36 uh, combinations uh, there, Luke, for tomorrow night's wedding quaddy. Fantastic, Timmy. Um, enjoy yeah. the night. Good calling, and uh, look forward to following all the action with Australia's yeah. best sprinters in town got, for the egg. We've got sneaky winners tonight from Freddie at um, an angle. Sneaky winners tomorrow night at uh, Wenny, and some sneaky here today at uh, Marshallbrook. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be outstanding, Matt. Today, what have you just got for me today so I can build a bank? Well, yeah. uh, look, there's one going around today that's been it just came, continues to firm. We're hoping we're not putting the mark on it, but it's Lily. In the cup, just Chris keeps Luke. firming every time. Every t- A. Collett on board. Oh. <laughs> and you know what he's doing? Chris, Chris you you, you yeah. know what he's doing as well, Timmy? He Look, he was quite confident yesterday when he arrived. But in the last 24 hours, he's starting to get the, the sweats. I think he's getting a bit nervous because oh. the money's come for it. And now he's sort of going, he, he said to me off here, he goes, look, I don't want to go too hard on this uh this it's Lily because you know what if it doesn't win and oh he's he's, he's uh, just getting a bit nervous. Uh, that we, uh, I don't get nervous. How are you going to go on the call? How are you going to go on the call? You are calling, Luke. You're calling. Yes, today. yes, I am, Timmy. Oh, yep. Jeez, I, I don't know the time today. Look, I'm on at eleven dollars, so um, God oh, give it strength. Oh, oh, over's God, over's God, God give it strength. Uh, you, and in the last, you, you know, boys, Muscle Brook. I it's a very useless fact for everyone listening and you too, but uh, it's got a fond place in my. For me, yeah. uh, I actually called my first thoroughbred race at Mur- Musselbrook back in, I don't know, 1998, I think it was. I remember it finally. Mick Beatty, who was the steward yeah. at the time in the Newcastle region, went up yeah, there. And he's uh, obviously Grafton now, Mick. But, um, yeah, Musselbrook, a long time ago. And I'd say uh, that broadcast box, Luke, it's a... It's a ripper to call from, isn't it? Oh, yeah, look, it's a challenging <laughs> one, Timmy, but uh, we're going to rip in and we're going to have a good day and I hope you build a bank as well for the weekend, mate. Good on you, boys.